Hello and welcome to another episode of the Taboo Talk podcast. My name is Katie O'Neill and I am the host of the podcast. I'm the creator of The Confidence Call, where we have a safe place to talk about all the taboo things regarding sexuality and aliens and yeah basically whatever comes up at the time um thanks for bearing with me through my five week break it was um intentionally just meant to be two weeks but you know what i was fucking enjoying myself and coming off social media actually was so good for my mental health i was actually quite nervous about getting back into the swing of things as much as i do miss like the conversations that happen on the conference call i was really just enjoying the um lack of anxiety and the really good sleeps that i was having of course yesterday was my first day back um and i kicked things off with confessions which is uh, my favorite thing to do and of course last night I slept like shit (laughs) um that wasn't a bad thing it was just because my mind's just so activated by the conversations that are taking place there's so many things people write in about so much stuff and then I have all these ideas of things that I want to talk about and like questions and polls and just the way to navigate through the conversations to make sure everyone feels comfortable and safe and how to get like a neutral perspective on things instead of such a harsh judgment which society is so good at doing it's good at thrust uponing the people (laughs) bear with me guys please it's my first episode back five weeks off um yeah Um, so the benefits for me, gosh, the benefits, I sound like some kind of health advocate. Well, I guess in a term, like in a sense, I am getting off social media was so good for my mental health. Like I said, um, I was sleeping better. I had literally no anxiety and I was so fucking content with everything that I was doing every single day that I was doing something because I had nothing to compare it to. I, the people that I want to be in contact with, I'll be in contact with and they'll be in contact with me. Coming off my personal page in particular was kind of a standout for me. I realized like, okay, I actually don't want to go back to this. Like I'm not making money from it. I'm just sitting there looking at what everyone else is doing and feeling whether it's conscious or not feeling like I should be doing more or should be doing better or having more fun or being more social, getting off that platform and just doing whatever the fuck I felt like doing. I swear every day I lived in this pure content. It was amazing. I was so good. And so no, I will not be returning to my private account. Message me on Facebook. I'm not going to respond. I'm not going to go into it. And if I do go into it, it's just going to be to reshare something. And that will be that. Honestly, like social media is actually so toxic. (laughs) I know that I have like a platform and a business that began there. But if you're not making money from it, what the fuck are you doing? Like seriously, ask yourself that question. Give yourself a detox. Go two weeks without it. And maybe, who knows, it'll turn into five weeks. And then you'll be like, yeah, actually, life is worth living outside the realms of my fucking 
however many inches my phone is. <laughs> Enough about that. Um, you do you, boo. I actually want to talk about um, how I started the new year because this was really exciting for me. I actually just worked the New Year's, uh, which was good because there was lots of money to be made. But over the 12 o'clock period, it was so fucking awesome and just super reassuring for me personally, like being on the right path. So I got booked for an hour to um, do a dance with this couple. And since like beginning the confidence call and like in the last few months, talking a lot about swingers and open relationships and things like that, couple lap dances are actually my specialty right now. And I'm getting so many of them and I absolutely love them, especially for like established relationships who are comfortable and communicate well and are definitely sure that they're ready to open up their relationship to bring in like sex workers and other people and you know whatever like kink it up yay awesome anyway I got booked with this middle-aged couple and we were drinking champagne and got onto the subject they're actually swingers and I was like Fuck yes, absolutely. This is fucking awesome. So literally we all just sat there talking about their experiences. They'd both been married previously. So it was their second marriage. And what I loved was they they knew what didn't work for them in their first marriages. And they knew enough about their own sexuality and what turns them on. And they were able to use that and communicate that effectively in order to kind of keep, keep things spicy, but also keep things really safe for both of them. So couple dances are amazing. And I want to talk more in another episode about why bringing in a sex worker is so fucking good in particular because like there's enforced boundaries when you're doing when you're having a lap dance as a couple with someone and you're bringing in a paid service i just want to like really really clarify that it's not fake it's not fake for anyone it's a real agreement it's a real um transaction and it's a real experience just because you're paying for it you pay for your food at a restaurant does that mean that you're not getting a real steak like no it's only not real if you're actually ordering like one of those beyond meat i don't even think they do beyond meat steaks (laughs) but you know what i mean like it's still a real experience and it's so beautiful because you can bring in a third person and have this pure erotic experience but it's confined to boundaries. So I can't kiss my clients. I can't make out with them. They can't make out with me, but like as a couple, they can make out together there and they're having this beautiful dance and, you know, this really sexual intimate experience, but then they go home together and then they have wild, amazing, raunchy, steamy, hot sex. And that's just fucking awesome because there's no strings attached when you get a sex worker. And that's fucking awesome, especially if you're just like dipping your toes into opening up your relationship. If you're wanting to go to sex clubs or to have a threesome, why not go to a strip club first and have that experience where there's enforced boundaries? Like I said, it's safe. It's so safe and there's no strings attached. And you know what? 
I also, I mean, sure, like there are times where I think, fuck, that would be a mean threesome if we all went back together. But I've got a boyfriend and I'm just going to go home to him and have sex with him in the morning. You know what I mean? Like I'm, so anyway, I would definitely recommend if you're wanting to open up your relationship, go to a strip club and see how that works first because it's safe. It's a safe zone and that's fucking cool. I would, however, on the subject, just like to um, suggest if this is something you're considering um, before getting to the strip club and while you're at the strip club, please don't drink too much alcohol because alcohol can turn the most beautiful experiences into something that are kind of not really worth remembering at all. And I have had some amazing lap dances with couples and I've had some fucking horrendous ones. Um, so stay clear of drinking too much alcohol. Be careful if you're going to take anything before going in. Just be mindful that you want to be of sound mind because you want to be able to communicate with each other. And you also want to be able to understand like what the other person is feeling, you know, in every relationship, there is like unspoken communication. There's energies that we're able to pick up on and you want to make sure that you're definitely able to feel the energies of your partner and also that they're able to feel your comfortable or discomfort sort of vibes, whatever. Um, because the last thing that you want is for this to be a, a jealous experience or also a performative experience. I have had a lot of, um, I guess a lot of experiences with couples coming in when I know that the woman in the relationship isn't actually comfortable with doing this. She's just doing it because she thinks that's what her partner wants or she's wanting to be like a cool girl or something. I don't know. Um, but when it is performative, it's like, it's very obvious when someone actually doesn't feel comfortable or doesn't want to be there. And, um, some of my worst experiences at the strip club have been with women and it can get really sour. It can get really, really unpleasant for everyone. And so make sure if you are wanting to open your relationship and you are wanting to go to a strip club that you're ready and you might be ready. Like, you know, you might be ready every single day of the year. And then the day that you decide to go or you think you've got it planned and you're going to go do it, you're like, oh, fuck, actually today I don't feel good in myself or I don't think I want to do this today. Listen to your gut. Listen to your intuition. It's okay to not want to open up your relationship just yet, even if you think you're ready. The, the worst thing that you can do is go to a place and try and force something that isn't organic. It isn't authentic. It's it's It can be really, really unpleasant. So yeah, just make sure that you're feeling good about this experience and it's okay to say no to going to a strip club with your partner or with the boys or whatever. Like you don't have to go there and it's better for everyone if you just don't, you know what I mean? Like just go have some wine somewhere else and just like save it for another day. That's completely fine. Build the suspense. The tease is better than sex most of the time anyway. Isn't that right? <laughs> this kind of leads me to something else that was on my mind last night and I really like struggled to sleep because I was thinking about people's behavior in strip clubs. In particular, I was thinking about the way men behave in strip clubs. And, you know, I, I think there's a lot of stereotypes on like, you know, we 
we experience the worst of the worst. And we do. We really do. Like we experience drunk fuckwits coming in that aren't used to seeing women in lingerie or how they should treat us. And there's a lot of stereotypes which project onto the way that we're treated as sex workers in strip clubs. But generally speaking, it's really respectful. And this is on my mind because on Saturday I did a um, I did a stag show on a boat. So it was two hours topless waitressing and a stag show at the end. And um, it was fucking awesome. Like the guys were great. Everyone was super respectful. You know, sometimes there might be one guy that's just a fucking creep and will try and grab your ass or something. But in my experiences, when the the guys are out of the strip club and they've got a stripper with them, they're actually overcompensating with their respect and conversation and politeness. And, you know, it's actually like always really lovely. And if there is someone that's a dick, their friends will apologize and be really sorry and oh my god don't mind him he's a fuckwit blah 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 or he's not usually like this he's just drunk whatever whatever they need to say um so the boat that took us around is actually the queenstown strippers boat or whatever um so that's where all the hens do's and the stag do's go which if you're international it's like bachelorette and bachelor parties um and he, the, the captain of the ship <laughs> was talking about having a hen's do after we docked. And he was saying that the women in the hen's parties are never as respectful to the strippers as the men are to the strippers. And that strikes me as super interesting because men cop a lot of shit about the way they treat women. And I think about this all the time because, yes, it can be, like I said, like it's not always the greatest, but overall my experiences haven't been that bad. And it's interesting to me that when hen's parties go out, they seem to sexualize and actually sexually harass the male strippers with this sense of entitlement. And I see this not only in hen's parties, but also in my own experiences with working with women. So, for example, the other week um, I did a dance. There was two guys, a girl, and then they booked two of us um, entertainers or whatever. We went upstairs and the guys were so respectful because they were so familiar with strip clubs and the way to treat a stripper. And it was actually the girl in the room who felt like she could touch us inappropriately. She kept trying to kiss us. She kept trying to grope us and to touch herself and to break all of these rules. Now, we give the rules twice at the club. So we say it downstairs before they make the booking, just so they know what they're paying for. And then we repeat it upstairs before we start the dance. And this is a way to ensure all of our safety. And just because if anyone fucks with those rules like they're out like they've been warned twice already before the dance has even begun and so I do find it really interesting that a lot of the people a lot of the customers that are constantly breaking these rules and trying to push the boundaries aren't men at all but in fact it's the women it's the women with sexual entitlement because I don't know why. I, I don't know why. And it was just like on my mind last night. Like, why is it 
Like, yes, of course, I experience bad experiences all the time at work. But like if you are doing any job, you always experience bad experiences with people all the time. It's just because mine's in a sexual nature that it's like, well, it is. Well, I don't know if it is worse, but it's fucking shit anyway. But when it comes to women, they're no better. They're actually so much worse with the way that they talk to us and boss us around and think that they're of a superior sort of way. And I'm not saying all women, like I said a few minutes ago, I've had some amazing experiences with couples with one-on-one with women and they're super respectful and they're super consensual and all of that jazz. But I see the worst of the worst in men and we also see it in women. And I'd love to have a male stripper on the podcast for him to talk about his experiences and the way that women in hen's parties treat and sexually objectify the men. Okay, I did a dance. Uh, it was a um, it was a hen's party with another male. It was the only other time that I've done a duo with a guy. It was a fucking great idea. And I went, we went, we drove all the way out there and there was quite a few women and we did our show and the women were actually more drawn to me probably because it was a chick and they were like, woo, female empowerment. Yay. We love chicks. But I ended up leaving with the guy. We drove there together. We left together and I could not believe the way he was being treated it was so horrible. He was literally told that he had to leave straight away because it was a girl's night and he wasn't welcome. But they just paid a few hundred dollars for him to do a show. And it was fucking shit. It was honestly, it was so shit to be there standing. My partner, like my business partner or my entertaining partner, whatever. And to just kind of have to defend him on such a scale that I have never had to defend another woman. Honestly, it was embarrassing. Like it was so polarizing and I just felt so uncomfortable and he felt so uncomfortable. And a lot of the girls there felt super uncomfortable because again, like the one creep that'll grab your ass when you're doing a stag show, like it wasn't like that everyone was treating him badly, but for the minority that was treating him badly, their voices were so loud and so aggressive and so hostile. And it just was a really, what could have been a really amazing experience, what started as a super fun, welcoming, loving, um, you know, time for everyone. It just turned to shit real quick. And so, yeah, it's got me thinking about people and human behavior in sex clubs, in that are exposed to sexual environments. And like, I do think that the taboo around these things is why people's behavior just gets so fucking worked up. And I don't know, it just, it doesn't come from a place of like, hey, like, you know, you wouldn't treat a face painter at a fucking kid's party like that. Like, why are you treating a stripper any differently? Like, we're, we're here to entertain, we're here to be, fun like what is going on and why do people feel the need to be so inhumane you wouldn't treat someone in the street like that you wouldn't treat a bartender like that what makes our job any different to the way you treat us
And yeah, that kept me up last night (laughs) as well as, you know, a lot of other things (laughs) like Gossip Girl. (laughs) We're on season five at the moment and fucking hell, like Chuck and Blair are my favorite people in the world ever. Honestly, team Chuck and Blair for sure. (laughs) And on a final super exciting note, we are... So here in New Zealand, sex work is legal. We are looked after by the law, by ACC and by the government. And they're just good because sex workers need protection probably more than a lot of other jobs and a lot of places around the world we aren't recognised as legitimate work, which fucking blows my mind. But anyway, um... We have had a really exciting – well, okay, so I would like to buy some land this year. I am looking at investing. I want to start protecting my future and building building a, a more stable life, and I'd like to do that here in New Zealand because it's fucking gorgeous here and I love living here and there's – what else do you need? But – um. We have gone from being a full cash system to going all online by the books, which means that we are one step closer to legitimizing and removing stigma and stereotypes around sex work. Um, We get paid the same. We pay our taxes. And now it's more like recognized by the government and the tax agencies and I have now got more of like a credible source to invest in my future which is amazing because you can be stripping for a long time but being paid cash can kind of have its advantages and disadvantages and I'm really really excited to be taking that step forward to legitimizing sex work so well done New Zealand go Queenstown um love this place, love living here and love talking about this work. Thank you. Thanks people. Thank you. (laughs) And if you are a um, couple that's looking to have a lap dance and take that step, send me a message on Instagram. Um, I would love to have a conversation with you and would love to entertain you. (laughs) Um, Yeah. At the, at my club, of course because safety first. Um, But yeah, thank you so much for listening. I recorded a few. (laughs) No, I didn't. I recorded one episode while I was gone. I interviewed one of my friends and he spoke about his experiences in Australia with non-consensual sexual engagements. And it's a really interesting podcast episode that I'll be releasing in like two weeks. And I can't wait to share that with you guys. Thanks so much for the support. Oh, my God. Also, fucking hell. Thank you so much to every single person that has approached me. I've been a lot more social this summer than I was through the winter, naturally, because I actually fucking hate the cold. Um, But I had so many amazing conversations with people, a lot of whom I actually don't know, um, coming up to me and letting me know that they listen to the podcast. They love the podcast. They love my Instagram page. There's been a lot of support 
And it was super reassuring, especially on a break when, you know, I haven't been active for five weeks to have people approach me and let me know that they can't wait for the next podcast episode to come out and just all the love in the community. So honestly, thank you so fucking much to everyone who has, yeah, been supportive all the way through. I can't wait to expand with this and see where the 2022 takes us because fuck, it's good to be alive. (laughs) Although I would like to be alive in Bali right now or the Greek islands, but um, it is summer in Queenstown. So I will, I will take that for the time being. (laughs) I am getting a bit restless though. All right. Thanks guys (laughs) and gals and aliens and pebbles. Goodbye.